They told me what you doing. I said what I'm about to do is turn the fuck up. Hey, this is Grizzly Kajik, and you're listening to Dark Match Podcast. This is the hottest sensation in pro wrestling today. Outlandish Zicky Dice. And you're listening to the Dark Match Podcast. This is Jesse Mack, and you're listening to the Dark Match Podcast. I'm way too tired for this shit. Do I have everybody's attention now? Now? I know, I told you today that I'm just kind of ready to go off. Same with me. What Life has just been absolute, absolute garbage here the last few weeks especially and yes i know you're gonna say months well but it's been a it's, it's been a pretty shit year like granted it but, it hasn't been the greatest year either but even if we just let's just in theory go back here the last month month ish oh yeah that yet again here we are 2020 and i we didn't touch on it a few weeks ago because to be perfectly honest i feel like it wasn't completely our spot to say anything. I don't think we had, it's, we, we discussed this and it's, and let's be honest, you know, we're, we're two white guys. I don't, we, we can't, we can't talk about what's going on. We have no idea where we grew up. We had a lot of privilege and it, it, we could walk from one end of town to the next and to the other end. At any hour of the evening, and we knew we would not be bothered at all. We and knew- let's be honest, dude. We we also lived in this fucking city that was actually extremely diverse. I- extremely diverse. So so we can't so we can't let we can't exactly talk about all the things that are wrong. It's like yes, we want to listen, we want to understand, we want you know, like that's not the issue. Like I know I I'm probably not talking about anything right but it's like it's just fucking despicable to me that yet again in 2020 we're seeing shit that you know we were fighting for we as a general population fucking car but still sorry this gen like the general population that yet again we're still fighting for the same shit well that that we're still fighting for the same shit that we were in the 60s, that we were in the fucking 1860s. That here we are again. That we can't get through the same fucking shit. Well, the problem is, too, I feel like every single freaking week we're having the same conversation. And it comes down to the same thing. It's just simply being a decent fucking human being. It's Why can't not we be fucking, fucking good difficult. to each other? No. Why? Like, I don't understand. Like, and this is going to, you know, and that's one problem. And then we're going to spin into the, if, if you've been living under a rock the last four to seven days, I, I say four because of when we're recording this, yeah. you've been living under a fucking rock yet again, here we are more fucking guys, more fucking men who think they are super privileged that they go and they're fucking assaulting women, that they are abusing women, sending them unwanted pictures, which I Honestly, I've had conversation, you know, random bullshit conversations with my girlfriend, her friend, and you hear from other women. No one wants to see those fucking pictures. No, they don't. But here we are, and it's in the fucking wrestling business. The worst thing is like, here we why, are why if a woman business. says like, "Oh, I'm having a horrible day," 
Why is it like fucking pigs first instinct? Like, oh, here's a picture of my dick. This will cheer you. No woman wants to see that. I don't like, care what, how like, they reply. No woman wants to see your dick at all. I don't under. I don't understand if it's just even. Yes, our parents were. You know, they grew up in the fifties and the sixties, where even time was still. Let's be honest, time was still shit. But at least my parents taught me, brought me up in a way of how you're supposed to treat people, how you're supposed to treat women, especially. Yes. And why is it? That it seems like people who are our age or younger are so fucking stupid that they don't fucking get it. And that we have to sit here now and to see all these names. Of all these names that are from low-level indie to fucking WWE that, oh, hey, there's this and that and the other thing. And part three and part five. And this has been going on for years and years and years and years. And nothing's being fucking done. And here we are. Then you got fucking, you know, and I'll pull out what came out fucking today. Sammy fucking Guevara for shit that he said four years ago. Yep. And what do you, oh, oh man, I was young. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Oh, I talked to her and oh my God, I can't believe I will never forgive myself. Fuck you, dude. I'm sorry. Fuck you. Yeah. And, and, it's, and now AEW put, even came out with their, with their punishment. And, and oh yeah. This is why oh, hey, I have- we're good. And it's, it's, he, he's not the first one with them. Fucking MLW is doing it with Joey Ryan and all those other assholes down there. Where oh hey we're um we're looking into it or you're suspended without pay and you're going to count and we're going to send him to counseling and sensitivity training and we'll revisit the issue when he's done. Fuck you. Why isn't he fired? I, I completely. Agree. Why are why are any of these guys still under fucking contract? I, I completely. You want to sit there and you want to you want to find. I hope to God. Okay. Send him a sensitivity training, do all this shit, but if he is not fired when he's fucking done, I will not watch your product. I'm sorry. I I have to agree with you. And I am I'm sick and fucking tired of the same shit that people just do not fucking listen. We just got through the Me Too movement, which is still going on. I'm not saying it's done. No, it's absolutely not. But done. that we just had that and it just, just proved just this huge, whole thing just proved just, it's not done. It's not. We just had that. Yeah. And then while we have this and you go through Twitter and you just see the stories and the stories and the stories. And I will not name his name, but obviously, if you guys saw our post, we had to cut ties with somebody that we were no, starting we our say, other we podcast. We can say his fucking name. And yes. I'm standing in line at the fucking DMV and I get a notification that a certain someone that was affiliated with our show is trending. And I just think to myself, oh, well, that that's cool. Like. Because we have an affiliation. We have another talk show with him. We have had numerous conversations with him. Numerous when we're recording and even when we're not. Text conversations. Conversations in, in, in group chats. Nothing. It just in, I'm not defending him. But here's the thing. From the interactions I've had, this person oh, yeah. did not come off like this yeah yeah which is why it's a shock to us like yeah in yes in the interactions that we have had with a certain person no we can fucking say his name it's dave fine. christ with dave, dave christ with, we don't with, have to sugarcoat it guess what social media already called him out that's very true. and introduce dave, us to the real we, person yes, when we have when interactions we have we have never had any issues no but reading all this stuff it just shows you that there's always another side to the story. Oh, yeah. Which is fucking sad. Yeah. 
And it's, I, you know, and I, I'm standing in the DMV line texting you back and forth like, holy shit, you need to read this. Oh, you haven't read this one yet? Oh, yeah, go check this one out. Oh, check this one out. Oh, check this one out. And it was one after another, after another, after another. And I know that there's more people that are not strong enough to come out yet. That is a fucking problem. And what do we do? And what have we said over and over again? We will that's defend the fucking... No, it's not for everyone. <laughs> well, I know who it's not for. Oh, no, that's fucking... very... No, you're very... Yeah, no, it's not for these fucking animals that don't understand human fucking decency. Wrestling is not for everyone. Go find another fucking hobby. Now I'm done. It's 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 just it's sad that we're at 2020 and we're like I got it uh, like I, I I don't even know what to say. I I am just so lit I I, I it's just like with Dude, one, it, with every story, like, and it's not like Nate. It's like you even mentioned, it, it's people that are at the bottom of the totem pole, and people that are up in WWE, and and everywhere in between. And, and the most sickening part is people coming out and attacking the victims. Oh well, they're just more successful than you. Who gives a shit? If they're successful or they status don't. shouldn't fucking no. matter here, guys. No, it's, it shouldn't. The, it's it's all about you know, it's the whole thing. Treat others how you want to be treated. Like so, you do this to someone you want. You really want someone to treat you like that? No, no one should be treated like that. Absolutely, fucking, fucking no person. one ever. It's it's just common decency especially you know when you're in the business don't you all want to be successful don't you all want to help each other or are you really just trying to get you know excuse the pun trying to get your nut yeah like like honestly like no, are you it, really just like, all about you and you don't know how you don't care how you get there and who you fucking hurt along the way no they don't like, let's be honest like this is just fucking ridiculous that 2020 this is what we have to be talking about again and again and again this isn't the first time that this shit has been brought up. No, it's not. And the fact that we're still talking about it is sickening. And honestly, it is just tiring to think about. On it. And then I'm especially, falling like out said, of the wrestling with, business. I really am. Yes, I'm giving up on the wrestling business. There are some like places between, where I'm good. But right now, as yeah, a whole, be, like there, there's a huge void right now. Because you can look around and you see people that are watching this go down across social media and guess what? Now you have little kids that are questioning actually getting into the business. Because this is yeah. all they're seeing. I tr- I log on to social media and it's all I see. Scroll after. It's just another story. Another story. And first and foremost, I applaud all of you for coming out and telling your stories. You are stronger than you even know for sharing that story and coming out and being brave enough to share it with the world. You're and then the people yourself. who ha- yeah, and then the people that haven't come out yet. I'm sorry to cut you out. And then the people no. that haven't come out yet. You're you know when you're ready, we're ready to listen. And, and the sad part, like, is, this- like th- there's even people that are still afraid. Like, hey, I want to keep their name anonymous. That's what terrifies me the most. Because who is anonymous? That's yeah. the most terrifying part. You are 
comfortable to share your story, but you're not comfortable to share their name. So who is it? At, at this point, I, 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 I can't speak for you, but I can promise you in the wrestling industry and what is happening and what we're seeing, you coming forward with your story, no matter who you call out, you will not get blackballed in the industry anymore. It is making a platform where if you see something, say something, and you will be called out and you will be put on blast. And unfortunately, there are some people, and I'm going to say it, especially AEW, that is literally just suspending people, sending them to counseling. But then you have people like WWE. A story comes out, and guess what? Hey, bro, you're fired. Yeah, they came to terms with Jack Gallagher and... And they're the, investigating the Matt, Matt Riddle. Matt, but still, WWE at least, you know what? Get the fuck out. Yep. I think there's another there's another couple at least. Um there's quite a few. They haven't done it they haven't done it with the UK talent with a couple of UK talent that came out. But even, but kind of even like progress over there, I think even sat there and was like We're we're not booking. You know what anymore. we're gonna Travis Banks yeah, gone. Travis Banks yeah, gone. Like, yeah, like all of them. It's like Joe oh, Coffee. Gonna be, he's going to be gone. Then you got. Yeah, we either cut them or there are a couple. I think they just suspended indefinitely. I could be wrong. I I, I would have to. Ch- it, it's just. But the, the but it's like at least, you can't even keep up. You can't. No. And that's what's sad. It, extremely. But we are. But but we are glad for the people who are coming out and putting this to light because obviously it's. It's like all the stuff that's you know that happened a month ago with George Floyd and all these others. That there's you got the systemic racism, you got you got this like systemic abuse, almost like maybe I'm not using all these terms correctly, but it's like it's a fucking problem. And it yes, is. and like we mentioned, we didn't we don't mean we didn't mean to start the show out like this. No, but, but I feel like this to. is something that it's just been it's. With everything and just building up, it's like from honestly starting with all the COVID stuff and every and people losing jobs and reshuffling jobs and working from home and stuff starting to open. Then, then just people being mercilessly murdered for no reason on video by people you were supposed to that are supposed to protect you in the cops, and you just have that going on. And then you have then you have now we have this, you know. Speak, speak out, speaking out. I forget the hashtag already, but speaking you have out. this speaking out. Thank you. That we have this, and we're having to talk about this because people just don't get it. They don't understand how to treat your fellow man or woman, person, whatever you identify as, as just a human, good human being. Yeah, a normal human being. I don't understand it. It is tiring. It is taxing. And like you mentioned, yes, I'm starting to fall out of love with wrestling because of this. We're extremely heartbroken. Not because of the fact, oh my God, like it's so upsetting what happened to our friend. No! The person that we thought was our friend was actually a fucking monster. And we don't affiliate with him anymore. He's not a part of our show. His episodes will be deleted from our archives. His photos will be removed. Plain and simple. It is like you did not exist. Which at this point, with how you treated people in the wrestling industry, bro, good riddance. It just aggravating. Absolutely aggravating. You are all 
better than this. You got into wrestling because whether you wanted to be a professional wrestler or it was a fucking escape from the shit that people are putting out right now. And guess what? You brought it to the fucking wrestling industry. And now people don't even feel safe walking into a fucking locker room. But hopefully, you know, like everything else, hopefully this starts a change and it brings things to light. I fucking hope so. And maybe some people, hopefully some people were... Maybe let's be honest that some you know we we've all been assholes at some point. I've done that some maybe stupid some, shit, but you yeah, know what? Maybe, yeah. I never did anything that bad. That's true. I haven't either. Yeah. But let's let's just hope that let's just hope that this is a change. Yeah. And I'm, obviously, a change for the better. Yeah. I'm no saint. I know we're all we're we're all we're all frustrated and we're all upset that this is that this is a thing. We hate that this is a thing. We hate that people are being hurt and abused. And let's psychologically—God, I can't even talk—psychologically abused and tortured. And I say tortured for the fact that they've had to, that this has been eating at them and eating at them. And it's—and at least now there's finally an outlet that now you know you're not alone. That there are other people out there that it's hurt that we can talk and we can listen and, our and we can start reading and we can. St- yeah, and our DMs are open if you need to talk. But the, the hopefully that this just starts weeding out the viruses that is out there. Yeah, who knew that the bigger pandemic was among us? Well, I I, I know that's not the way that we want to start off the show. I we were and, we so appre- and if you got to this point, yeah, we greatly thank God. appreciate. Thank God, because honestly, this interview was fun. Yeah, we, we know people have been wanting part two, and we and honestly, we had the quick turnaround because people were clamoring for part two. Because he, as you will hear, there's a there's a reason yeah. why we had to bring it back so quick. Oh yeah, there there was so many people that wanted to hear part two. We wanted to hear part two. Shit, at this point, we'd have him on for three, four, five, six, seven. I, I would talk to Jimmy Vegas all day. It, it's to the point where this interview we had to cut it off just because we were going to be talking until four o'clock in the morning if we didn't. So we're not saying never, but right now at this point, we need a little pick me up. We need we need a fix. So we're going to jump right into our interview right now. At this point, it's yeah, not, well, a, not a new. <laughs> yeah, mine's not a new quarantine deal. So, yeah, I, I haven't seen Dave without a beard in a very long time. So, if I was to see a baby face, Pat, it's, Dave, Pat, it's been it's been at least about eight years. It's been it's been post Ashley. Well, yeah. like the funny thing is, like our our friend Dan shaved his off. Don't even rec- didn't even recognize him when he sent it. I'm like, I, I don't even know you without a beard. Like, yeah, you need to grow it back, and you need to grow it back now. Like, you without a beard, don't know it. I can't, I can honestly say I don't know you without a beard. But, I mean, at, at this point, just show us your ass. So that, there was that was actually, like, one of the most requested things. Like, have Jimmy Vegas on part two show us his ass. That's what a lot <laughs> of people have been asking for. <laughs> 
So uh, there's uh, a lot of questions. Uh, I'm not going to lie. A lot of people reached out after part one, and I-, I will say this right now. You have taken out Jackson Argos. You officially are the most downloaded episode of Dark Match Podcast. You took out Jackson Argos. Thank God. So someone, thank you. I know like, he's gonna be really upset to hear this. So well, we gotta we gotta bring that up because he said to me, he messaged me, he goes, You know, I got tagged in this podcast and don't even mention my name. I'm like, Oh, I'll mention your name next time. Don't worry. Well, I I, I tagged him because well I, I thought we did mention him. Now I kinda feel upset that we didn't, but yeah, we're we're mentioning him now within the first minute and forty seconds of this interview. <laughs> you have taken out Jackson Argos. Officially, Jimmy Vegas, you are the most downloaded episode that we've had. Wow. So congratulations. Wow. I know. Thank you. Okay. So uh, you, you'll get a plaque, I guess, or we'll send you a beer or like a snack cake or something. Maybe. Perfect. So, so we'll we'll figure out what the award is, but we'll, I think Jackson we'll, we'll needs send, a whole different. We'll send you a participate. We'll send you a participation ribbon. You guys grew up in Ohio. Always- yeah, we grew up in Ohio. Yeah. Okay, I I that's one of the things when I kept referring to like places in Pittsburgh, like I I wanted to kick myself in the ass because there were sometimes I. I I forgot that you guys weren't like Pittsburgh guys. You know what I mean? So that's kind of I, I wanted, and I guess some of the listeners too. I mean, some are from Pittsburgh, some aren't from Pittsburgh. So that was one of the things. I'm like, oh yeah, we, we started at Jacks, and it, no one knows. You guys don't know what Jacks is. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I'll try to make it more. Uh, I'll, I'll I'll fill you guys in more with well, detail. But at the same point, a lot of people are going to go and they're going to like research. So if they go to an IWC yeah. show, it's like, look, we got to go to Jacks or we got to go to Carriage right, Inn, right. whatever it is. So. Yeah. So a, a few different things that we didn't cover in part one. So obviously, part one, the most downloaded episode that we've had of our podcast since starting over two years ago. So congratulations to you once again. But it, it did. It, it did uh, spark a lot of interest for some of the things that you discussed. One question, first and foremost, maybe we can. I I hope it's not ruining someone's career. Asking this, but one name that you mentioned that you used to go out and party with quite a bit was CM Punk. Now, when he was partying, was he partaking in beverages? No, 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 no he wasn't. Okay, so straight no, edge. That is yeah, truly a thing. Edge, yeah. Yeah. All right. So that's what a lot of people ask is like a lot of these party stories that you had, like Bobby Roode throws up on your car. You're with Jindrak and O'Hare, like it, and then Punk Cabana, and like everyone's like, okay, yeah, well, actually, was... Cabana, Cabana didn't drink either. Really? Neither one of them drank. No, nah, neither one of them drank. So they just like came out for the food and like ate like they, kings. They came out just for the just get out and have fun, you know. Well, I. I I'm sorry to disappoint people that thought they were going to get an exclusive that, like, hey, it's it's all a shoot. So, But th- yeah, that's it, one it, thing it that a lot of people asked. I, I said I'm sorry to disappoint people that thought, like, they were getting a shoot here. Like, But yeah, that was one of our most no. requested questions. <laughs> yeah, I, I couldn't. I couldn't. Uh, I can't fabricate that. That's for sure. No, he was, uh, he, he was straight edge for sure. Well, 
to to kind of pull everything together, if you haven't already listened to part one, obviously you're not going to miss a whole lot because we're going to cover quite a bit in part two as well. But there was one little teaser, and I think we need to start off with it. And I know that my co-host is going to be kicking himself right now. I can already hear it. I can feel it. There was a part that was brought up with Bulk Nasty that said, hey, you should really ask Jimmy Vegas about Tiger King. And we teased it at the end of the episode when we had you on. So it only makes sense that we start off with it right now. What is this crazy Tiger King story that I've heard little about, but so much hype behind it? All right. So here it is. So when I was in high school, um, there was a guy, his name was Crazy Chris. Okay, Crazy Chris had a, a, a t-shirt shop in Green Tree, which is right outside of uh, Pittsburgh. And um, he, I, he went to high school. He was a few years younger than my parents, so. We knew we knew him. Um, he, he he had his name from all his craziness in high school. Like he had an alligator in high school. He had a monkey in high school. Um, he he was just out of his goddamn mind. So fast forward, he goes on to become a airplane pilot for a U.S. Air, and um, he got himself into some trouble uh, with drugs and. There, there may or may not have been some smuggling going on. There may or may not have been some overdosing. But um, so he got out of the, the airplane business, and uh, he opened up this T-shirt shop. So what I would do is um, he was dating a friend of mine's mom. Okay, so I knew him through that. And uh, the local guys, you know, they they were selling, um, like, champion T-shirts. It was, it was back this is in the 90s. So, like your Charlotte Hornets shirts and your Florida Gator shirts and all that stuff. So I would take all my friends up to buy these shirts and he would commission me by giving me t-shirts. So about a year into this, he, he offered me a job. So I'm about 14, 15 years old, offered me a job here. So he's making a shit ton of money selling these, these, these t-shirts. And then he got into uh, fake Rolexes fake Fendi bags, Louis Vuittons, all this bootleg stuff. Well, then he starts getting back into buying animals. Started off with some um, snakes, um, rattlesnakes, spinning cobras. He had all these crazy snakes. And then he started buying monkeys again. Um, so he had a couple monkeys, and then he bought a couple baboons. Now, he, was, he made these cages in his house in the suburbs of Pittsburgh, and it was against the law. So... He, he ended up buying a house that was in the city limits and created this, like, it was like a duplex. It was all one floor, but the basement was all, like, fake walls. Okay? So you walk in, and the garage has all the shelving, all the shelving up. So you move a shelf, and there's a door. And on the other side of the door is this baboon cage, right? So he's got it heated and... For, you know, wintertime, I guess they needed to be at a certain temperature to keep them alive and all that stuff. So it was huge. It's a giant cage. And then he started buying exotic cats. All right. So he started off with uh, two cougars. And at that time, I found out that I was allergic to cats. I've had cats all my life. Never allergic to them. He gets these two cougars, and I'm playing with them. My hands swell up. My eyes swell up. And um, so... <laughs> I, ended, I had to drive him to Fox Chapel 
that's now this is like a few years into working for him. So I'm at 16, 16 years old and driving. So I drove these, these cougars to Fox Chapel to a vet that he arranged for me to go meet. And he checked them out and all that stuff and brought them back. So, um, we got two cougars now, right? Well, now he starts buying tigers and he's, <laughs> he's bought these tigers in. Now this is in a store, right? Still in the store in Grinchy. People would come up and he's got these baby tigers and baby cougars running around. And, um, so they start growing, right? <laughs> I, now we go over to this, the same house that had the, the, uh, the primates on one side. Now you go on the other side and it looked like the basement was full of dog kennels. But behind the dog kennel was a secret wall with a hole where if the, the police or somebody would come in, you hide the cats back there slide this thing over you never know they're there so the cougars start growing they're about the size of german shepherds at this point and um i get this great idea that i'm gonna wrestle a cougar right so i put oh on a respirator gloves and a winter jacket and i get in and i start wrestling these cougars and i wasn't the biggest guy i, I was i wasn't i was small when i was in high school i was real skinny but i just started working on stuff so i was trying to improve myself but um these things slap the shit out of you, you know? And, um, so <laughs> now the tigers start growing and we can't keep all, I'm going to say we, cause I helped them move a lot of this stuff. Um, yeah, you're like 16, like driving around with cougars, which are probably yeah. like illegal. Yeah. Like, no, definitely, definitely. I didn't, at that point, I didn't care. I, have you, we've all seen the movie Goodfellas. Yeah. That, that's basically no. high school. My high school. What? No. No. He no? said no. What? I thought you've seen Goodfellas. I've seen like three quarters of it. Oh God! Oh, You're missing out here, man. You're missing out. Okay, I've seen <laughs> it. So yes, continue. So my my it, this guy, like I said, he was, he was a little bit. He wasn't on the right side of the law all the time. So I I had a, I've done I did a lot of stuff for him that we really can't talk about. That I would. Probably go to jail as an adult for doing, but as a juvenile, I, I'd probably just get a slap on the wrist. But um, <clears throat> so we had these tigers, and now they're they're getting too big for a house. And he he purchased he went on a uh, partnership with a, a guy in Washington, PA, and there was a he had a traveling circus. So this guy Chris he spent about a hundred thousand dollars building cages for these these cats. They had um, heating systems and air conditioning systems. It was better than the zoo. It really was. It was insane. The amount of room they had, um, the watering systems, and just like he, he was an animal lover. <clears throat> so all these tigers are getting bigger. And so, again, I go in with a respirator, and I'm wrestling these, uh, these tigers. And they start getting pretty, pretty aggressive. And so the guys, they stepped in. They had, um, they had hit them with shovels. Might not be the most humane thing to do, uh, but it was either that or get killed. Um, but that they ended up at that point. I stopped messing with those ones. Um, they got a little too big, a little too aggressive. Um, but there was a, st- a story. This is the this is the funny one here. So it was a Saturday morning. I get a call from him, and uh, he said, hey, "Come on down to the house. I want to show you something." And uh, we, I go down and she's going go on the porch. So I walk on the porch and there's a fucking lion tied to the, the deck 
and it starts growling at me and shit. I'm like, whoa, what the? Like, this thing was probably about the size of a St. Bernard. Oh, God. And um, I'm like, my whole fuck, this is, this is a thing. So I go, what what happened here? And uh, so I'll tell you, this is how they got it. So he goes, listen, uh, there was a stripper that was using this lion in a, one of her shows. And he goes, go take a look at its paws. And what they did was they just chopped claws off. Oh, God. Like, just chopped them off. He goes, uh, this, that we, we stole it. We stole it last night. He goes, this thing, it, it's not, it's not designed to be, you know, pooped up in a, at a bottom of a strip club and used for a strip show. He goes, and that, that's abuse. So, uh, you know, kudos to him for that. And, uh, he, he has passed since he passed away about nine, 10 years ago. So I can talk freely without getting, going to jail over some of the shit that he did. But, um, <clears throat> so we stuff him in a car, we stuff this lion in a car. Okay. Now I'm be, I'm following him up the street. We get up to an intersection where he goes right, I go straight, and we meet on a block, okay? Now, this is where my parents live. He gets to the stop sign, and this lion jumps out the window of the car. Oh, God. Drags him out of the car, and his car starts drifting down the street slowly. So I jump out of my truck. I run down. I dive in the car, car in park. Now, I have to run down and help him tackle this lion that's dragging him down the street. So we Saturday morning, 8 a.m., everybody's out getting their newspaper in front of my parents' house. I ran. I tackled this, this lion. We get it back in the car. And not I did not know this at the time, but my mother heard the commotion and walked outside and saw me and Chris wrestling a lion and just turned around and just went back. And she, she said, I didn't want any parts of this. I didn't know how this was going to end. You two, you, you two boys, that's what she said. You two boys are out of your mind. So we took the, the, the lion up and we got it to the store. And then um, eventually later that day, we, we loaded it in a van and took it to the farm to uh, have a, a, a great life. So um, that was the last time I believe I tussled with a lion. Uh, that would probably be in 1993, 92, 93. Um, but it was it was pretty wild. Like some of the stuff that I got to see, as far as like these, the Tiger King. You know that part where they say um, the, the the woman possibly fed her husband to a tiger. Oh, that bitch, Carol that, Baskin. Yeah, that bitch. That, that's that's totally possible. It's totally possible. Um, I've watched him eat a a cow, and the the cow was gone completely gone and within like 45 minutes to an hour yeah um, we used to take we'd get roadkill and um there's a couple burrows that would call us and say hey we got a deer you know so we run out with a pickup for that throw a deer in the back of the truck and um like they had uh, he had a liger like in his, back when uh napoleon dynamite when it was like ligers aren't real ligers are real man they're huge it is the biggest biggest cat you'll ever see they would take um, those deer and whip them around. It looked like a cat playing with a toy. It was wild. Oh, God. But, uh, he had <laughs> lions, tigers, and bears. Uh, bears, he had raccoons. Um, there was a couple bobcats. Uh, I think what else? Spider monkeys, baboons. Um, we, we stopped by his house one time. That, 
from the last episode, my notorious Mike, the one that I used to get in trouble with, um, we, we were in my car, and uh, he had a baboon tied to a lawn chair. And the baboon, I mean, they're strong. It dragged the lawn chair, dove in the window of my car, smacked the lawn chair off the side of my car. Um, and just, you know, they just, they're, they'd jump around, slap you, and, and take off running. They, they were wild. Um, but the, the cat, that was, uh, so when this whole document came, documentary came out, I about pissed myself because it was like a flashback to my high school, you know, my high school career. It was like I was, I worked at this, this store after school every day. And, uh, it was always an adventure. Like I didn't know what was going to happen next, you know? So like you, you had your mom, like see you tackle a tiger and she's just like, yeah. okay, I'm not going to deal with this. Like, you know what? Yeah, she- <laughs> the less I see, the better. So I'm just going to walk inside. That way I can't testify against him because I can tell him, <laughs> no, don't do it. But he's going to do it anyway. So yeah, was- I've already seen too much. To. So I'm going to walk away. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like my mom would have like tackled the. Into. They, they knew the legend of Crazy Chris before I was born. So they knew what was going on when I started working for him. Like, gee, like your childhood comparison to mine, like you make mine look like a Disney movie. Like I did some crazy stuff, but like here you are, like wrestling tigers. Like your parents are just like, yeah, no, I'm not, I'm not even touching that at all. I'm gonna walk inside and deny it for the rest of my life. I'll tell him that I saw it, but I didn't do anything about it. Like me, like. I, I, I'm allergic to cats, too. Like, I've told this story before. I came home after I went over to a friend's house that uh, had cats. I had red eyes. The next day, my mom took me to get a drug test. Like, <laughs> that's my life. Like, with you, like, y- here you are, like, transporting cougars, like, through city limits, like, se- like stealing from a strip club, like... Yeah, like now, like you could possibly like go to jail if you did that, but you were like sixteen yeah. at the time, so yeah. yeah. So make 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 something perfectly clear. I did not steal that cat, cat from the, the strip club. I just merely helped transport it. <laughs> I, I, had, I had nothing to do with going in the strip club and stealing anything. <laughs> well, I'm sure there's a statue of limitation at this point. Yeah, for sure. Like for sure. they're going to be like, yeah, there's no proof of it, and we're. Like, I'm sure even, like, if they listen to this podcast and they ask your mom about it, like, you'd be like, no, he was just making it up. It was all just for radio. Like, yeah. no. They're just making I I, they're I just making good content, that's all. Or as Vince well, McMahon would say, like, that's just good shit. <laughs> well, it ties the, the tie Crazy Chris into my wrestling career. Um, when I, again, when I'm, you know, 14, 15 years old, I'm watching like these people come and go. We actually had a bouncer that worked at the door of this place because this dude had such a checkered past. And um, it was a Saturday after Saturday, like Saturday morning. Saturdays is always when shit jumped off, but um, it was a Saturday, and there was a guy that he would used to uh, come in and buy these watches and, and resell them. Okay, so uh, he came up and he was swearing, and, and Chris said, "Hey man, watch your mouth around the ladies because." bunch of women in there buying purses and, and sweatsuits and all this crazy stuff and um he goes he he goes i need your phone he grabbed his phone and chris said i'm gonna tell you one more time watch your mouth and get your hands off my phone well he, i can't remember what he said but chris grabbed the pick handle from behind the, the the counter and cracked this guy and um so the bouncer grabbed him 
and and started pulling him out the door. And uh, Chris told me, he goes, you go with him and you beat his ass. I'm like, I'm 15. But what, what? What? So <laughs> we went. So the guy got thrown down the steps. And this, honestly, he was like 300 pounds. He was, um, he was a state wrestler. I mean, he could wrestle his ass off. He stood on his chest and told me to punch him. So I'm punching the shit out of this, this grown man, right, at 15. And I'm like, oh, my God. Like, it was an adrenaline rush. I'm like, I, you know, I'm the baddest kid in high school. Like, I, I had all this, this backup. Again, it was just like Goodfellas. Like, one more letter goes home to this kid into the oven, you go. That, uh, there was a story. Maybe we'll touch on a little later. But it was pretty similar to that. Not about the school, but along those lines. So, anyway, Chris was like, you got to have a pick handle, man. You got to hit him with a pick handle. Well, when I was 16, I got my first car. And I bought a pick handle. And um, to this day, I have that same pick handle. And I use that as one of my props for wrestling. That particular pick handle that I bought when I was 16 years old. Um, and they refer to it as an axe handle. It's a pick handle. Crazy Chris says it's a pick handle. It's a pick handle. So that's a little uh, tribute to Crazy Chris when I come to the ring with a pick handle. Uh, so... You said that you wanted to touch on another story, maybe a little later, but no, we're not gonna we're not gonna wait on this. So, okay, did you right, so. <laughs> did you have it where like you like you grab the postman and you're like, dude, another letter goes to this kid's house into the oven? You go, well, okay. all right. So we get in. I, I lived probably not even a quarter of a mile, half yeah, quarter of a mile from from the store. But I would drive to work because you never know when. He wanted me to go run and do something. So um, I pulled out of my driveway at my parents' house, and this Cadillac was whipping up the street. And they're riding my ass the whole way up the street. And uh, at the time, I, at this time, I had a little pickup truck, a little lowrider. And uh, I go up, and I tried to make the turn into the parking lot. Well, there was a telephone pole and a car parked kind of in the driveway, so I couldn't really swing in. So I go to back up, and this person starts blowing their horn, right? And at 16, I, I had a temper on me. I jumped out of the car, and I go, what the fuck do you want me to do? And it was a woman driving, and I'm like, ah, shit. The next thing you know, this gorilla gets out of the back seat of the, the car. It's the, it's the husband, I'm guessing. And uh, I'm like, oh, fuck. Like, uh, this guy, he's going to murder. Well, all of a sudden, the, the window blows open of the store, and I hear, you touch him, I'll bust your fucking head. Now the guy knew Chris. He goes, Chris, go fuck yourself. And he's still starting to walk towards me. I'm like, I'm going to have to fight this guy. You know, I, I haven't had a chance to get my pick handle out of the back of my truck. So the next thing, the bottom door opens up. And we had like eight guys. Uh, they rang, there was a couple cops, city cops, um, the bouncer, and a couple other goons that come pouring out and surrounded this dude. And uh, I was, I, I go, what the fuck are you gonna do now? And the one guy told me, he goes, hey, just shut the fuck up, get in your truck, and pull it around back. We'll handle this. So I, I went around back, and then I went in the building. Uh, nothing happened. Nothing escalated from that point forward. Um, but it was that day that Crazy Chris and his goon squad pretty much saved my ass from uh, getting beat up by a grown man when I was 16 years old. So that was the. Uh, in the oven you go. You touch him, I'll bust your fucking head open, or whatever, exactly what he said. Um, like, if 16 years old, like, no one, is. like, did this, like, kind of, like, 
get brought up at school at all? Like everyone just was like, you you don't mess with him because the, the connections he has, it's just not worth it. Like no one bothered um, you at all at school. No, I don't not. Yeah, I was always able to, to hold my own. Um, yeah, we got I got in some fights in high school and shit, but it was nothing nothing too crazy. But um, you know, it wasn't like some people knew who he was. And some people knew him because their dad knew who he was. And a lot of those people were always on my good side, always made friends with me. Um, but it was never like, a, hey, don't do anything to him. He's got connections, that kind of stuff that I know of. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, if they, was, they had wild, conversations man. like that. They they didn't bring it up with you. They just showed you respect. Yeah, no, that was, it was never brought directly to me. Yeah, it's always like behind the scenes. Like, look, you're you're gonna like him because the connections he has are, are bigger than you, and it's yeah. it overpowers <laughs> you. <laughs> yeah. So, obviously, the the big story that we touched on last week is obviously it was announced IWC returns. Thankfully, after a long hiatus, it returns back to business on July 11th, and. Uh, let's face it, myself and my co-hosts are currently sitting in lingo because at this point, we don't know when Ohio is going to return to professional wrestling. We were informed that it's going to be the foreseeable future that we are not going to have professional wrestling in the state of Ohio. But on July 11th, it does return to IWC court time. Now, Obviously, there there are a lot of questions. There's a lot of people that are questioning what's going to happen. Uh, there's a lot of events that were missed so far. But what can we expect from Jimmy Vegas going into back to business? Well, it's crunch time right now because I literally just got the call. Uh, was it two, two, three, two, three days ago? It confirms that in fact I'm on the show. Um, I don't know who my opponent is at this point. Um, I'm, uh, the, the, you remember the end of dodgeball and Ben Stiller's just sitting around like a fat tub of shit. Um, that's what I looked like surrounded by, um, seven 11 brownie bites and pizza slices when Plummer called me. So, uh, I have to, I, I, I see nothing wrong with that. I don't either. No, 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 no. Like I, I honestly thought that we weren't going to wrestle the rest of this year. I, I was convinced. I was like, I'm going to just eat myself till I throw up every night and I'm going to drink and uh, eat some more. And um, I, I just, I went for a jog tonight. It was, uh, it was amazing. It was, uh, I can still get my fat ass running. Um, a lot of people don't believe I do cardio because of my lack of wind when I wrestle, but that's due to asthma for all the smart asses out there. Um, I, I'm, I'm ready, man. I, It'll be fun. I think there's a lot of um, there's a lot of guys, and gals that really depend on this shit to, uh, you know, meant for mental health. You know, um, you know, I gotta stop saying you know. Boomer Pain pointed this out. He said I said it like 72 times on our last thing. I, I say you know. Um, Wait, who said that? Boomer Pain. I don't know if you ever heard of him. He's a hardcore legend from. Uh, Pittsburgh, currently in South Carolina, Spartanburg, South Carolina. He is a uh, childhood friend. We were friends in 1984, and um, he's actually the one that helped me get going here with the uh, the pro wrestling. Um, after Shane's school closed down and everything, I, I I stumbled into a PWX show and uh, found out that 
I ran into a kid from high school, and he told me that Boomer Payne, who was a childhood friend of both of ours, was a wrestler. And uh, so I left my number with that guy. So after the show, I said, I got to get out of here, but come give me a call. And he did. He called me the next day. And I uh, explained to him what was going on with my life. Cause we, we lost touch over the years, and uh, we rekindled our friendship over the wrestling again. So talked to him every day, and uh, he he's, uh, he's a major part of getting me going and keeping me going. You know, he's uh, he actually does my T-shirts this day, and, uh, you know, he points out that I say you know a lot. But, uh, <laughs> I I've had a couple words that have been brought to my attention that I say quite a bit, so I, I know exactly what you're going through. So, and I even said I know right now. Maybe we can make like a drink. <laughs> maybe we can make it's a drinking me. game from this point on. So we'll start it right now. Every single time but, um, you say I know, but um, <laughs> but um, oh man. So, but anytime that you say I know, we're gonna drink. So, Dave, you, you got a drink, right? I'm ready. Perfect. So I got my drink. Dave, you got your drink. I know Jimmy's got his drink. So uh, let's turn this into like a like a Jack Pollock, uh, like late night uh, drinking with Pollock, six pack with Pollock. But in, <laughs> instead of uh, just drinking to drink, we're gonna drink every single time that you say I know. So hopefully that will help kick <laughs> you know, your habit. You, you know, you oh. know that's what it is. You okay, that's that's two right there. So hold on, let me let me take a sip really quick. All right, so. Uh, back to I don't even know what we were talking. We were talking about yeah, IWC. Back in, yeah, IWC, IWC back in I business. I I'm ready. I, you know that <laughs> drink. You know. Ah, <laughs> uh, I'm gonna get shit faced. I'm gonna so, be, I'm gonna be shit faced. But yeah, the, the, the kids. There's some of these kids and myself included. That, you know, we we need the uh, drink. We need this to um, get our brains right. Uh, I, I I get anxiety a lot, and uh, when I wrestle, it seems like I exert the energy and I'm exhausted and just kind of worn out for a couple of days afterwards. And um, it helps, you know, it helps with my my anxiety. But drink. Uh, I know talking to a couple guys, they're they're the same way, and um, I think it's it's we need this. Um, I think the the state of Pennsylvania needs this. Uh, people that are cooped up have been cooped up. Um, the fans, and there's a lot of fans that, I mean, they're, they're, they're friends and family. Like every once a month they get together and they get to share the, the, the excitement that the, and the passion that they love to watch wrestling. And this is something that, you know, um, there was, um, drink to share again, you know? So I think, I think it's going to be good for everybody. I know quite there's a few a fans lot, that are a lot of haters. And I'm sure, I'm sure plumbers getting blasted already on message boards and social media about doing this, you know, it's too soon. It's this, it's that uh, without, I don't want to get into like the, the whole COVID thing, but you know, we, we got to get this going Drink. We, for the economy, um, for people's sanity. Let's just go. I agree. Um, it, it, I feel like a lot of people have, and just kind of looking at the current climate, a lot of people have looked at it and, have I see a lot less people in stores with masks on. Obviously, the stores yeah. are are still adhering to CDC because they have to. But I, I feel like a lot of people have kind of pulled back their restrictions for themselves. They're not wearing masks. Right. They're 
I, I know a couple different people that have stopped bringing Lysol wipes everywhere. Maybe they just couldn't find them anymore. But yeah. they've stopped wiping down everything. And it's just, at this point, if you're going to follow the CDC guidelines, what is the big issue? Even if you put like the, the hockey glass uh, around the ring, okay, cool. M- maybe that's yeah. an idea that you can do just to get wrestling back. But it's only a matter of time before Ohio comes back. But July 11th, IWC returns, and there are going to be restrictions. A lot of our listeners are chomping at the bit, waiting for those tickets, and some have probably already purchased them. Some probably are upset that they probably didn't get any because there's a lot of people that want to see the show and want to see. I thought it was funny that you mentioned, like, hey, I found out I was on the show. It's like, Jimmy, you're you're the IWC heavyweight champion. Why wouldn't you be on the show? Well, yeah, yeah, no. (laughs) Yeah, no. (laughs) Drink to that. I think... Now there, there's a couple people that have been that have mentioned on our show at least that they deserve an opportunity at the IWC Championship. But here is an opportunity for you to put some people over, and if you want to mention them, great. If you want, if you don't, you can just say no. I'm not going to touch on that. That's completely fine. But if you had to choose your first opponent that would potentially be at back in business, who do you want to? compete against in the IWC ring to end out 2020? What are, give me your top three. Okay. Well, let's, let's run through a few. Um, I think we need to uh, address somebody that we spoke about earlier, Jackson Argos. Um, I, I, I smacked him around uh, with Hacksaw Jim Duggan uh, during our night of superstars, whatever, whatever we call it now. Um, I think he'd be, I, I think we need to do that one more time. Uh, he had his whole "I'm the greatest IWC heavyweight champion." If you want to, if you want to call him heavyweight, um, but he was the one. He claims to be the IWC champion, the greatest of all times, the, the era of Argos, whatever it is. I would like like to uh, run one back with him. Um, I'd like to see that. Dave I mean, wouldn't though. Jackson Argos, I love you, buddy. You know, but I'm still gonna beat your ass. Uh, hey, as long as Jackson loses, I'm okay. Yeah, uh, he would definitely was. Um, uh, Elijah Dean. Mandon. Uh, Mandon. He's all bodied up now, which is good. Good good for him. Um, still smack him around. Um, wouldn't mind uh, getting my hands on uh, Jock Sampson. Ooh, Jack for the, Jack uh, for the gold. Yeah, yeah, you know, he, he smacked me in the face with my own belt. Cut me open there. Uh, that last show. Last at the end. That's three. Um, Just keep it going. Who else would you like to get in the ring with? Whether you want to kick their ass or uh, you just want a good fight. Um, I think who's on the shows? Uh, Larusso, give him a little, little slap around. Larusso, get get his. Um, I'll throw one out for you. What? And I think it's a match that a lot of people want to see. And it's been a while since we've had a champion versus champion. I'd love to see Jimmy Vegas and uh, Johnny Patch. I don't do circus shows. Um, I'm not a flippy bastard. But uh, if he want if he wants to wrestle, wrestle. Sure, I'd love to wrestle Johnny Patch. Um, a lot of these kids. I, I'm just talking shit and character, but no, they're all good kids. Um, they all deserve something, you know. Um, 
That's Bulk Nasty. He's my buddy. But uh, so I want I owe him one. And when he's listening, when a fisherman suplex him and tear his groin off the bone. Um, there's a lot of people don't know that. That strong son of a bitch, he hit me with a fisherman suplex so hard that he tore my right groin completely off and what? partially tore the left side during the match. Yeah. Um, when was this? This was uh, November, the November show in 2018. I think it's 2018. Um, yeah, he he blasted me so hard that um, like I I could barely I could I yelled the CJ sensation. I uh, I think I just broke my dick. It was <laughs> one of the. <laughs> <laughs> And I rolled over at the ball, and I was like, you broke my dick. <laughs> and, uh, you know, and he kept it coming, man. He kept coming at me, and I'm trying to uh, – there was one point, if you look on – watch the video, um, he sent me into the corner, and I looked like a baby doe. My legs were just wobbling. And, uh, I kept it together. We got through the, we got through the match. But, um, yeah, I'd like to run one back with him as well. Because uh, just for – just old time's sake. You know, no hard feelings, but, um, you know, I would like to see him uh, get a title shot. If it's not with me, you know, once I'm gone or whatever, you know, somebody, somebody give that man a title shot. But, um, you know, I'm sure I'm going to miss some people here. Uh, well, and that's what I'm here for. We'd love to see a rematch with uh, Jack Pollock. Jack, Jack Pollock's definitely getting a rematch. Uh, definitely getting a rematch. Um one of the toughest son of a bitches I've been in the ring with, that's for sure. Um, I hit him with some, hit him with some stuff, and uh, he kept coming. So yeah, he's uh, he'll definitely get a uh, a re, you know, his rematch eventually. Well, here's another one for you. Even if you don't have a match with him, obviously in the back of your head right now, you got to be thinking reset button. You got Atticus walking around with the reset button, and you have the culmination as well. So. I'm sure that's uh, another scenario as well. Yeah, I wouldn't mind, <laughs> I wouldn't mind getting my hands on Atticus. Uh, maybe for professional or personal matters. I think that'd be okay. And um, Hardcore Hooven is another one. Andrew Palace, Mambo Italiano. We we can just list off the entire roster right, right now to you. Um. Hooven was, I wouldn't mind rolling Hooven a little bit. Um, Palace, yeah, I'm surprised Palace and I have never crossed paths. We were tagged up, a, I think, a couple of times. They put us together. Um, yeah, there's a lot. I mean, there, our our roster is packed. Oh, yeah. Packed with talent. Um, it's, I, look, I don't have enough time in my career to give everybody a shot. But they might just have to, like, maybe do, like, a tournament. Put everybody in a tournament and see who who wants to uh, who gets a shot at champ. So, or we can do like a Teddy Long and just do like a twenty man tag team, so that way you have an opportunity to face off against everyone. Like everyone gets a shot, twenty man tag yeah. team match right there. Everybody on the roster and whoever's on your team, it could be like you and Bulk Nasty versus the entire roster, and it just gives you an opportunity to let everyone get an opportunity before you. You hang up the boots think, or whatever. I think me and Bulk Nasty could beat up the entire roster, to be honest with you. Well, so I'm, I'm not going to debate that, <laughs> but 
you know, I'm going to drink right now. <laughs> uh, I'll drink to that, but I mean, I, I would love to see you and Bulk uh, just to get on the tag team references here. Bulk and Jimmy Vegas versus the North. I think that you would know, be. You know, we, we run a, a tag team. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I think that the North would be pretty cool. That'd be pretty cool. So and then uh, steak and eggs too. Why not? But what are we going to do? It, is it going to be you and Xander? Uh, there we go. There's a match. You and Xander Gabriel for the rights of being Bulk Nasty's best friend. <laughs> I, I don't think he'd give up. I I would I'd buy into that. I would. How funny is that stuff? On, on social media that they're, they're doing. I like love, oh my, it's Xander Zone and then Bulk can read? So oh huge shout God. out to him. I, I've, I've introduced so many books that I haven't read. Like, have you heard of Clifford the Big Red Dog? Amazing read. <laughs> Amazing read. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, I love what they're doing. And, like, you just look at some of these other promotions that aren't really doing things to... To keep the 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 fans and the masses entertained, uh, one example yeah. that I, that I throw out all the time: NWA doing Carnyland and, and all these other shows, mixing in their other talents. You got the Eli Drake show, and I'm sorry, sorry, Dave, I apologize. E Come on, Dave. Lie, lie, Drake, Drake. Come yeah, on. sorry, sorry, I apologize, Eli. So, but you you have all these other promotions that are doing alternative alternative shows to keep their fans entertained and to keep the masses there. And these, for example, IWC is doing all this. All they're doing is just attracting new audiences that maybe didn't watch previously when they didn't have a whole lot to do. And you're showing now the personalities of your superstars. So I, I think we give enough credit to IWC and feed uh, plumbers ego enough, but Kudos to him and his team with everything that they're doing. So, but yeah, they did. Uh, they pulled some stuff together for this. Um, the, the the whole. I sat in on a couple of the uh, drink with Pollock nights. Um, it was it was fun to, to listen to you know the commentary and everything. Just sit back and watch them, you know, stumble over their words with their beers and stuff. But uh, it's. Uh, well, I'm gonna get there the soon. That stuff, though, I mean, drink. You just said you know. That was great. So we're gonna stumble over our words here. I mean, I'm I'm almost dry. You really do say you know a lot, dude. I I, <laughs> I, I didn't realize it. I really I, I went back and I listened to to the first podcast and um I I picked up on it. I'm like, oh my god, I can't believe it. Like there's there's a lot of stuff that um. Over the years, getting smacked in the head and all that, um, I do have some, some issues with my brain and my th- like short term memory and shit like that. So, like, I've got a thought and it'll just blurt out. So, <laughs> we might be talking, and if I, I might throw something out like that car was red today that I saw, it was pretty cool. You guys have no fucking idea what I'm talking about, but it was something that I, I saw earlier and it just kind of comes out. But I missed a few things on the last one. There was a point when I told you guys about Baba telling me not to sleep with any of the bartenders, and I kind of glossed over it and then talked about my kid's mom being a school teacher. She was a bar, one of the bartenders at the bar. That, to go back and clarify. Ah. Clarify. 
I, I that put that together, where, like, but I was like, wait, my, was how did you get a brain teacher? going? And I, I'm skipping ahead, and I and I skipped over that one point because I did get a message about that. They're like, uh, you, you, what, what are you talking? Like you missed that part. I'm like, fuck, that's what I better touch base on that one. But so she was um, the bartender, and then she became she a was, school teacher. She was the bartender. Yeah, she was a school teacher that was part time bartender. So gotcha. Uh, but yeah, I, I say you know a lot uh, drink. Yeah. Just like well, hey, when he's explaining himself, I don't think that that causes a drink. But I did. But, I did um, anyway. but um, so yeah. And like That's to throw out like another TV. like how I met your mother reference that we've already done. Like I don't know if you've ever watched um, how I met your mother, but they do a drinking game whenever one of the uh, stars, uh, Coldy Smalder, uh, Kobe Smalder. I'm sorry, speech impediment there. But whenever she is interviewing someone, she always says, but um, and they uh-huh. they introduce that to her. And then she knew that they were watching the show at the bar and she was saying, but um, well, then she does an entire interview saying, but um, but um, but um, but um, but um, <laughs> and they have to drink at that point. But uh, there's another episode where they talk about uh, popping a bubble. And what that means is, like, and I unfortunately I did this to my wife too, and she hates me for it. Um, it's when you you tell someone something annoying about someone else that they never notice. So it's kind of like your friend tells you, "Hey, you say you say you know a lot," and then it like pops this bubble like inside of your head, like, "Wow, I really do say you know a lot." Just yeah. like for me, someone told me after our interview that I say obviously a lot. So that's one thing that I'm watching as well. But there's well, a, obviously I didn't catch on to that one. Well, I'll, I'll obviously I'll drink to that, you know. <laughs> so hopefully no one is drinking and driving listening to this podcast because I cannot be held responsible for yeah, your intoxication right now. So PSA, please don't be drinking and driving, even if you're not listening to this podcast. I mean, thing. wait, wait. <laughs> And that's why we hired Dave to uh, to cover us legally. Yeah, we do not condone drinking and driving. At least do it when you're stopped at a red light. Yeah, it's like yeah, officer, I wasn't driving. Bump and spill your drink. Oh, like Biff Tannen in uh in Back to the Future. It's like, what am I gonna do? Like, you didn't tell me about the blind spot. I spilled beer all over myself. Who's gonna pay for my dry cleaning? It's like, okay, who's <laughs> Like, did no one catch that? Like, you're drinking and driving. Like, that that was the one thing I asked when I was a kid. That was the one thing that stood out to me about that movie. But, hey, at this point, man, you are number one. You are the highest downloaded episode that we've had on our show. So I I think it goes without saying that I think it it needs to be Jackson Argos versus Jimmy Vegas. And it's the battle of maybe we can start our own promotion. And you guys can just both uh, fight it out, and you get like a, your own championship title. It will be like a knockoff from Target, but hey, to the victor it goes. So let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. But one last question that was sent to us concerning your previous episode was in regards to crazy stories that you've had. Now, one person. I'm not going to say who it was, but they said that that might not be the craziest party story that you have. So I'm going to give you a few minutes, 
Uh, or a few seconds, that is. Maybe a couple drinks. You can throw out a few uh, you-knows, and we can drink together. But I, I was informed that you do have a crazier party story that you did not share. Do you know which what? one they might be referring to? No, I don't. Um, well, that's unfortunate. What uh, what era are we talking? They like, they said early 2000s. Early 2000s? Who were the parties involved? Not the person who told didn't. the story, but... And I, I don't even know if they if they do have one or they were like in they experienced it or not. I think they just oh that can't be the craziest party story that he has. <laughs> I, I think um, they were challenging you. I guess it sounds like it. I, I man, I'm kind of buzzed up right now. I'm trying to think. Well, you've said you know quite a bit. I did say I did say that a lot. Um. <laughs> Well, while you're thinking about it, Dave, what's because I've shared one of my crazy party stories. What's the craziest party story that you have? As probably, you? probably me blacking out and getting lost in Akron, which you've already shared. Yeah, huh? Pat, I never did play it anywhere. I know. I don't either. I don't. Or like I good I, in the in the past, you were everywhere. I still never got invited. No, anywhere. no, 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 no. I was everywhere because when people would come party Oh, I me, did I, this thing and that thing and this thing okay. and that thing. Oh, I just sat in my fucking house because no one invited me anywhere. Okay. But it also didn't help that I was dating a bitch. Well, yes. Okay. <laughs> yes. That, that is, uh, that's without saying. But a lot of these times that people would go out, they were going out because I was DJing at the clubs that they were going to. So you might not have been invited, but I had to go there because I had oh, an obligation yeah, for uh, payment. Uh, <laughs> I, what? Most of the times that we would go out to the clubs, we were going out to the clubs because I was DJing there. That's why. And most of my crazy story, like my wife has one. There was one night where she accidentally fell, and holy shit, she looked like a unicorn. She like she <laughs> she's gonna kill me for sharing this story, but whatever. Hey, she, she's obviously you're telling this, so she's not down there with. You. No, she is not, and I'm walk. I'm looking over my shoulder right now to make sure she's not like hiding behind me to strangle me. But no, you know she's sleeping by now. No, she's not because I just saw her go outside a little bit ago. So she, I think she was checking because it's raining here, and she probably left a window open because she is known to do that. But um, there was one night <laughs> I just said, but um, but um, and I just did it again. So there was one night we were. She came to to see me when I was DJing at a club, and she, we were sitting out on the patio, and she was wearing flip flops, and she was sitting in like a high top, like a bar chair, and I was like, "Look, I need to go inside. I need to change the song. Are you cool to stay out here?" She's like, "Yeah, yeah, I'm fine." Well, she unfortunately the way that she was sitting in the bar stool, her uh, flip flop got stuck like in one of like the footrests and when she went to get off of the bar stool she fell forward because her shoe got caught and she face planted on the concrete and like full-blown like oh she's walking downstairs right now holy shit i'm scared i'm terrified i'm sorry i'm telling the story don't hurt me and the welt she had on her head was ginormous i still have the picture to this day and the worst part is on her nose, you could see 
where the tile on the patio was because it imprinted on her nose. And you could see, like, where, like, the corner of it, like, where, like, the grout met the actual tile itself. She's walking behind me. Okay, she didn't hit me. Thank God. So, but that was, like, by far, it, it was to the point, like, she was concussed. I guarantee it. Because she had this huge welt on her head. Her nose was kind of bleeding. I had to go out there because, like, the security guard, like, looked at me. They're like, dude, your girlfriend just fell outside. I'm like, they're like, dude, is she okay? I'm like, yeah, she's sober. She hasn't been drinking anything. I go out there, and she, like, went from, like, zero to 100. Like, it was like she was either stoned or, dr- like, blackout drunk. Well, then, like, I bring her behind the DJ booth, and... I'm like, look, you need to stay here. She's like, no, I'm going to go walk around. And I'm like, no, you're not. Let me show you why. And I took a picture. I still have the picture. It will never see the light of day, but I still have the picture on my phone to this day. And I'm like, that's why you can't walk around because you will get me arrested. And people are going to think that I beat you. And she, I spent the rest of the night, like, waking her up, like, checking. I'm like, look, you can't sleep. You obviously have a concussion. Well, fast forward, we get back to my house. She wakes up the next morning. I put a bag of, it was either peas or carrots or uh, corn on her head while she was sleeping. She woke up the next morning, and she's like, why the hell is this on my face? And I go, oh, you'll find out. She goes into the bathroom, and I just hear this hellacious scream. She's like, what the fuck happened? I'm like, okay, yeah, you were concussed. And had to explain it to her. I was like, look, like this is at least what you told me. So that was a, a fun little experience from uh, my DJing days. That uh, It still lives in infamy. She's standing behind me. She doesn't, she not, she, oh, shit, she's wearing flip-flops. Shit. Don't throw them at me. I love you. She just said, fuck you. So we'll drink to that. So that was... Uh, <laughs> You're in for it later. Oh, yeah. What what else is new? So, it, well, it, you had a good run. I had a good run. I mean, I, I almost made it 10 years. So why not? So that, that was by far the craziest uh, experience that we had, except for the time that she almost got into a fight at a Queen cover band concert. She almost got into oh. a fight with uh, a mom. Uh, because her 13-year-old son kept stepping on my wife's feet. And she kind of, like, body-checked him. Like, this kid was, like, at least, like, at least had, like, 100, 150 pounds on her. And he kept jumping up and down during the song, and he was stepping on her feet. And she kind of just, like, kind of moved her body a little bit. And this mom, like, posted up, like, in front of her. And I, like, had to get between the two of them. I'm like, okay, we're done. Like, no, you're, this isn't going to happen. <laughs> So, and that was just recent too, but Dave, have you, uh, have you thought of any other stories or any other tales or no? That's about it, dude. Okay. Well, we need to have an adventure then, but Jimmy, have you thought of, uh, your crazy story or? So there's so many years of drinking and so many, so many stories. There's a lot of, there's a bunch of them that we can't, can't really, will incriminate some people. So I got to really leave those ones alone. Um, I think there was one, there's a funny story. So Halloween, um, I'm, I'm living in Florida at the time. Right. And, uh, I dressed as Ivan Drago and, uh, my buddy, 
dressed, ironically, as Jimmy Vegas. So I had all my wrestlers in here, and we ended up, like, this is back when I used to do the sideburns and all that stuff. So we painted on sideburns on them and shit. But um, we went out to this bar, and we used to cause a lot of shit at this one place called Gilligan in uh, Sarasota, Florida. Um, part of it was uh, we knew the bouncers. We, I was dating one of the bartenders. Um, we just, we, it, the, the guy, the, the cops, at the front door were our training officers. So, um, we, we went into the bathroom and, uh, my, my buddy, he goes, uh, goes, look at this. There was four sets of feet in the, in the stall. So I'm taking a piss. And next thing I know, I hear like just this crack, crack, crack. Here, my buddy dressed as Jimmy Vegas is beating the living shit out of these two dudes. They were in there making the doing a drug deal, right? So I'm look, I'm still pissing, and I'm like, oh my god! I I spun around without putting my dick back in my shorts. Mind you, I'm wearing the shortest shorts ever. I'm, I'm going to find this picture of the two of us dressed up for Halloween, and I'll post it on, and I'll tag you guys. But please, now I'm make sure you put it away, out. though. Like yeah. the, well, the picture, a, it, it's it's tucked away, right? Yeah, yeah, we're totally decent in this. But, <laughs> so we start fighting these fucking guys, right? And we drag them out the bathroom. Now I put my piece back in my shorts, and there was this other guy that was a, a local drug dealer. Come to find out later, that he was a local drug dealer. He comes over and he starts kicking the guys on the ground that we just pulled out of the bathroom. So then the bouncers end up taking them out. And they had to pat them down. The cops off front, and uh, they got arrested for the drugs. But they, I, I thought it was funny because for one second, it was like watching myself fighting Jimmy Vegas. I was Ivan Drago at the moment, and Jimmy Vegas was a shorter, um, bulkier version of myself at the time. And he is beating the living shit out of these two dudes that were in there just making a drug deal, and we're just trying to take a piss. So. Let's learn, kids. Don't make drug deals in bathrooms, especially when uh, Jimmy Vegas and clone Jimmy Vegas are in the in the restroom with you. <laughs> don't. Well, PSA for our podcast: Don't do drug deals. Period. Don't do drugs. That's hey, what we should man. do. It, it, drug, 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 man. 2020. Hey, do what you got to do. <laughs> no, no. I mean, 2020 has been a shit year, but I mean, like, keep it keep it civilized, like. Uh, yeah. There are some states where some drugs, quote unquote, air quotes, are are deemed legal. But like, don't don't go hard. Like, it, it don't use the the motto of "go big or go home" when it comes to drugs. Right. Like, keep hey, it, it was keep it recreational. In Sarasota that night. Well, the funny thing too is I've actually been to to Gilligan's in Sarasota. Uh, one yeah. of my yeah, one of my ex girlfriends. Um, I think Dave remembers her, uh, the one before my wife. Do you recall her, Dave? I don't remember. Maybe? Cassie? Okay, I was right, yeah. Okay, yes. So my my ex-girlfriend, um, she moved up to the Cleveland area. She was from uh, Sarasota, had some... I don't want to get into her personal shit. That's her life. But right, right. she moved up to Cleveland, and then um, shortly after we started dating... Um, her sister was graduating from high school, so she wanted to go back down to Sarasota, so I went with her, um, and we ventured around, and we actually wound up in, in Gilligan's, so 
when you mentioned that, I actually, I know, like, some of the listeners are what like... Time, what time frame was this that you were down there? Um, I was down there in 2010. So that was the last time I was down there. It was way too fucking hot, too. I, rem- I actually had a, um, like, a Facebook memory come up, and it's, like, uh, one of my Facebook statuses, like... Oh, it's a hundred and it's a hundred and seven degrees outside right now. It's eight o'clock in the morning, and it's only going to get hotter. <laughs> my yeah. my hundred percent Irish Cleveland ass cannot handle this. Like I can't do Florida, <laughs> but like one of the craziest store, like one of the craziest things that I saw was just like you mentioned, a drug deal inside of the bathroom. It wasn't at that bar. It was at like some. Uh, it was like a honky tonk kind of place i i don't know what it was called i don't remember but i remember gilligan's just because obviously gilligan gilligan's island so right that's what made me remember it but i i know that i've been there but i my god like crazy thing about this ex-girlfriend after i broke up with her for various reasons she dates my old roommate she cheats on my old roommate with my old boss who was also my old roommate and then married my old roommate that wasn't my boss, and my old roommate that was my boss DJed their wedding. Oh, jeez. Yeah, I know, right? Crazy, crazy stuff. <laughs> that that sounds like a bunch of incest to me. Well, I also <laughs> I also practically lived in like a crack house at the time. I lived in a three bedroom duplex, like townhome. It had three bedrooms on the top floor. It had a living room, dining room, kitchen, and then a basement that wasn't finished, but people lived down there. One of my friends that used to live in that basement, I still talk to to this day. But within this house, when I first moved in, there was three of us. It was my boss, it was me, and then my one friend that lived in the basement. We had a vacant bedroom. Well, fast forward, by the time I moved out, there were 14 people living in this house. There was me in the one bedroom, my boss in another bedroom, a coworker in another bedroom. Then downstairs, there were two people sleeping on the couch. There were two people on an air mattress. There was one person on a recliner. There was one person on a cot in the dining room. And then in the basement, there was the one individual I've already mentioned. And then there were three mattresses spread out around this basement that one or two people lived on at one time. And I just looked at it, and I was like, look, I don't even know who half these fucking people are, so I'm moving the fuck out. Like, I'm gone. Bye. And I I moved out, and the rest is history, and obviously incest as well, as Dave has uh, brought on. You know. And I'm going to throw out a you know, because I need a drink. (laughs) But obviously, if you haven't already done so, be sure to follow Jimmy Vegas all across social media. He's tagged in all of our posts. If you didn't do it from part one of this episode... Definitely do so now. If you haven't gotten your tickets to IWC back in business coming to you on July 11th, go ahead and do that. Now, if they're still available, but if they're not available because we know CDC guidelines do prohibit the number of people attending the event, you could always subscribe to IWCWrestling.com and subscribe to the network. Don't go to IWC.com. Once again, Andrew Palace. You are a bad influence. You almost gave me a heart attack looking at those watches. I cannot afford them for the life of me. IWCWrestling.com. Subscribe to the network. It is only $9.99, and you can catch the event live as it takes place on July 11th. But any final thoughts, Jimmy, before we invite you back for 
part three because, I mean, I need a drinking buddy, and you okay. know, I'm gonna tell you what I'm gonna I'm gonna sit down either this weekend or next weekend. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go into the memory bank. I'm gonna see what I can pull up. I'm pretty sure there's some uh, Sam Adonis and myself um, hijinks. I think we could touch base on eventually. I think we can. Um, uh, there, there's some CJ Sensation, young CJ Sensation in the bars. That was always a pleasure. Um, there was a <laughs> there was a rock jungle. We used to uh, let me touch on that real quick. So there was a doctor that used to come to our shows back in the day and work work for us. You know, we needed a physician there. So he did something with Rock Jungle, which was a, a, a club down in the Station Square area of um, Pittsburgh. And they used to roll out the red carpet for us. There was a group of us, uh, me, Scotty Gash, Super Hentai, Orion. Um, I'm pretty sure CJ Sensation was there as well. Um, you know, this place was always packed. Thursday nights was their big night. So get down there and they'd, they'd run us through the vip and they'd set us up with a bartender and they'd take care of us with shots and i'm pretty sure we've fallen off many bar stools there at that place but um my wife would be another, so proud to hear that uh it, we had a, it, was, it was a good good run down there that place it's now a, a apartment complex they knocked down all the bars but um yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll go through the memory bank and see what I can do as far as uh, pull up some more stories, party stories. Um, there's a lot of fight stories. I don't know if a lot of people like to hear about fights, but uh, I did my fair share of fighting. And, uh, I love hearing and, about and fights. A lot of, of Gilligan fights. Because there's a lot of Gilligan fights. A, capoeira, a, a team of capoeiras um, surrounded me and beat me with sticks and belts outside of Gilligan's one night. That was, oh, that Jesus. Was, that was a good one. Um, yeah, that was uh, that was a wild one. So well, let, let's yeah, have man, you back for part three. Absolutely, I think I, I think after it, we, we fuck it, part three coming soon. Once again, thank let's you so it. much, Jimmy Vegas. Best of luck to you. We're excited to see who your opponent's going to be on July 11th. But most of all, yeah, we, especially with the weekend, Happy Father's Day to you. Or hey, it, thank you, same to you, buddy. Thank you, but as well as David would say, as well in some cases, especially with your past, happy not the father as well to all those close calls. <laughs> well, happy, happy Father Father's Day to everybody's pull out game is week, and happy no father <laughs> to the guy who has pull out game. <laughs> yeah, I have four kids. My pull out game's weak, so. <laughs> yeah. So and well, as come, we had discussed previously, guys, come see us July July 11th. Let's do this. Bring it back. IWC, your heavyweight champion Jimmy Vegas will be in the house, just smashing people in the mouth. That's what I'm gonna do. Oh. Smash, smash. Maybe eat some snacks afterwards. You know what I mean? Snacks and white claws. I don't know. We'll see what's up. Well, that's the sad part. I I think like CDC actually prohibits them from throwing anything in the ring, so people can't even reward you with snack cakes after the match. And I think that's hey, listen, bullshit. I'm the main. I'm the main event of the night. If we throw snacks after I win, we shut them building down that night. That's all. We'll be able to come back. If, they, if they, we get shut down for throwing snacks, I'll pull some strings. We'll get we'll get this ball going again. Just have some lysol I'll, under the ring and just spray it before you open it. Listen, it's just I'm going to tell the CDC. I'm going to say, "Hey, let's get this party started." And I'm going to show my ass. <laughs> Jimmy Vegas, everybody. <laughs> So Undertaker's last ride, Dude. yeah, so good, Dude. such a good documentary. Hey, the whole, 
the whole thing was so good. It was. And like I even looked at Shannon yesterday and I was like, all I wanted to do for Father's Day was sit down and watch this documentary. That's all I wanted to do. Like nothing I else. Mean. Like I, I I couldn't care less about like any type of food. Like we went out on Saturday night. We were, we had this idea, this concept of what we wanted to do. Though Dude, one, I cannot believe it was a six hour wait. Fucking six hours. We got there five thirty. We like walk up we like pull up into the parking lot and it's jam packed. And, and I'm talking Dude, about Dude, it was a nice night, man. It, it it was a gorgeous night, but like we went and it was five thirty and the parking lot was packed and I'm talking about top golf. So like I I was the one driving, so I was like, Shannon, just go up there and, and just ask the Maitre D like, hey, how long is the wait for a for a uh for a pod? And she was like six hours. Shannon starts walking back to the car and she's already laughing. I'm like, oh, this can't be good. So she walks up and she's like, yeah, the wait is six hours. I'm like, okay, cool. I got an idea. I'm going to take you somewhere. And she had never been. We uh, went to uh, Stonebrook. I don't know if you've ever been there or not. If not, I would love. Oh, the one there in Middleburg Heights. Yeah. With, yeah, I went, to, with yeah, golf I went tech? there once. Yeah, I went there once. Uh, their golf tech to me isn't actually that accurate. No, and it's I not only at all. went there once. I went there once because uh, our mutual friend Stacy used to live near there. Ah, gotcha. So uh, we went there, and no, it's not accurate at all. There was a couple times where I hit the ball significantly further than oh, yeah. than this thing was telling me that I was hitting. Yeah, I, that's I know. Especially it's like the ones if you go, like you you're kind of up a little bit. There were some that I hit that it's like t- I know the distance wasn't right, and there were some that it just wasn't registering. Yeah, I so it's thing. like it's a it's a fun it's a good concept, but definitely needs some work. Yeah, well, I I've never been to Top Golf, so I can't compare there. So we went to uh, oh by oh by the way, how, like right near Top Golf, how was that road? Oh, it was very nice. Did it, did, it, did it look nicely designed? It, it was nicely designed, <laughs> considering you designed it. Yeah. Oh, thanks. So anybody in the <laughs> anybody in the Cleveland area that goes to Top Golf, congratulations! Our co-host was actually one of the engineers that designed that road to get to Top Golf. So just, and it, yeah, just yeah, just like once you get past Embassy, that the road from there to Brexville Road. That's all you. And oh, and the pond. That, and that's all you, baby. Pond. That's all you, baby. I know. I know. But anywho, Sorry. I know. I, I, we but went. yes, Undertaker's last ride. The last ride. No, no, no. I'm still talking about my Saturday. So. Well, oh, we sorry. went from there to uh, <laughs> we went to uh, Stonebrook. We uh, got like uh, like two buckets of balls, and like Shannon was getting upset because I I golf left handed, so she was getting frustrated. So oh, yeah, we know. we just took over like two separate bays. She had one, I had one, and uh, we just kind of hung out. And then we went and got dinner. We went and got uh, sushi, and then we just kind of ventured around from there, from like bar to bar, and saw kind of what happened and. Saw some people, said hi to some people, and then, like, around, I think, I, I got home probably around, like, 1230. I, I can't party like I used to, man. Dude. I was trying. No, it's tough. I was trying. I was like, we're going to party this night away, like, 1210, 1215. I'm like, we, we got to go home. I'm like, well, I can't dude, do you that. also started at, like, well, even just dri- I, at the driving I, range. You no, probably I, started at, like, I six. I really wasn't drinking. Like, when we got to the no, driving range, still. like. No, but still, you started your evening earlier yeah. than you normally would drinking. Yes. So of course, yeah, you're. It's yeah. all about that. You have like a, I say six-ish hour bubble. Yeah. I figure if you start about eight, maybe you can get to two. Yeah. Anything earlier than eight o'clock, you're fucked. <laughs> yeah. So, 
anyway, so on Sunday, though, I, I didn't want any type of food. I uh, didn't have, like, any type of special requests. Like, we had family that came over, and we just kind of, like, hung out. And, oh, my God. I, I didn't even get a present because Shannon looked at me. She's like, look, uh, last night was your uh, was your present. Do you want to see all the bar tabs that we had? I was like, okay, I got a little. <laughs> we, we had some fun, okay? I get it. Yeah, I I was still I was a little too generous. I was buying everybody shots. Apparently, I <laughs> I remember everything. I was not bad. Like hand over heart. Like hand over like oh, hand you on weren't top. you weren't as bad as my birthday. No, God, no, did not even close. <laughs> I I will not get that bad in a long, for a very long time. No, I I was fairly tamed. Like the thing was, I just like with everything that was going on. Like, anytime we would talk to somebody and we were just standing around, I was like, well, I don't want to get a shot for myself. So, like, I was like, I introduced a bunch of people to Irish Breakfast, which was a, a big one. Now, I will say one thing. I did buy a round of uh, Black Apples. Not a big fan anymore. Not. No, Washington no. Apple's better. Washington Apple is better, but the, it's the nostalgia of the actual shot itself. But I will take an Irish Breakfast all day. But, so... I watched the documentary. I, I'm still, I, I'm still a little tainted, though. I'm not gonna lie because, well, because I thought I saw Undertaker retire at 33. I it, granted, I understand where he's coming from. Look, I want to go out on my terms. I want to go out on a match that I'm, I'm proud of. I'm proud of the end result. I'm proud of the product that it was. 33. That match not so good. Was not. It was not his best. You could tell he was hurt. You, you could tell his heart wasn't there. He didn't want to be there. But obviously at that point, the, the buildup was so big. But the Boneyard match, out of all the matches at WrestleMania this year, all the people are talking about is that Boneyard match. Oh, hell yeah. The, the Boneyard match and then the Firefly Funhouse uh, match. Those two. And that wasn't even a match. It wasn't. No, but it was, dude. But you want to talk about like the fucking psychology of it all, dude? Yeah. It was that was genius. And, and what they can do with that is means the most. That's where it's at because you are saying, "I'm going to kill the idea of you," and you're killing John Cena essentially. So he could come back as a heel. Who knows? You could come back as any. I I don't know. But yeah, the psychology behind that match was was outstanding. But the Boneyard match, if there was a goodbye taker, that was the match. And and I and I don't know if you listened to him on with Corey Graves and his after the bell. From, I don't. I don't. Which was, I, I don't think listen it was, to it. Unfortunately, I, I really need oh, to start. I really do. And I listen. I listened to his. You know, it wasn't that. You know, it wasn't super long. But I. I. I think he's right. I think they're right that. If you you could not do that if you had a crowd, Mm-mm. obviously Mm-mm. like they they uh, Corey Graves kind of brought up the uh, or I think he brought it up when he talked to Randy Orton like the previous week or something like that. The rant like Randy Orton, Bray Wyatt, like their uh, Wyatt compound match or whatever that was. Yeah, that that one probably would have done better now because. That one, when you did it, you were in front of a live crowd. So most, like, I think it ended in the arena, but most of that you filmed, off-site. you know, away from it, and you're, yeah, off-site, and you're expecting a crowd in the arena to pay attention to it? Yeah. No. 
That's why, like, these people are going to get beers and and interact, and people, you had everyone's attention from start to finish with that Boneyard match. You could get away with those things. You couldn't do that with an arena. If everyone would just sit at home watching, yeah, like, it is the perfect send-off. And it was nice that they said, too, that, like, hey, five minutes into recording, we had to cut it off because I destroyed my fucking arm. Like, yeah. and like we had to get pieces of glass out of my arm. Like, yeah. Could you do that in an actual match? No, you can't. You're just going to have to keep on going. And who knows if that would have blew his momentum and slowed him down even more. So exactly. it, there's a, if you wanted a perfect send off, the Boneyard match was exactly what it was. He said, I'll never say never, but if I do not step in the ring, I, I wouldn't be upset. So this was the send-off and, and, everyone's given their kudos to to take her. Oh yeah, and that's and that was the whole point of this thing where why it started three years ago was because this was supposed to be essentially of okay, I think I'm done. I think I'm coming to the end. Let's finally let's finally peel the onion. Yeah. And let's start getting to the inside. And it's just then he had another match. And then he had another match. And then he had another match. And then he had, then he he should I, I he should have realized he cannot wrestle in Saudi Arabia. No, he can't. But like he had what three duds out there? He did. Well, I I wouldn't call the one with AJ a dud because I don't even call that a match. No, no, he choke slammed him was, and then he pinned. No, him. but wasn't it like the Brothers of Destruction oh, versus DX tag match? Terrible. Or. Or was it just him and... Yeah, it was like those two. Yeah, that was terrible. Then then it was Goldberg. Terrible. And I thought there was another one in there. I can't remember which which one there was. I, but yeah, it was know. it was also pretty bad. But yeah. But it, it, on the bright side, he, he's had a phenomenal career. He, we can look back. Oh, yeah. He, he literally is... It, whether you want to consider him it or not, he, him and his character are, are among the... If you don't consider him on it, he is on the Mount Rushmore. He is. Oh yeah, he's absolutely like, one of the greats. Oh yeah, so he said it on the start of their podcast. He yeah. he is like he literally like thirty years of the same character with slight variations to it, but you still had the mystique of the Undertaker. Even twenty twenty now, you hear that gong and you start hearing that fucking theme. Dude, I get I get goosebumps. Just give because me the it's gong. Undertaker. Yeah, just give me the gong and I'm done. Oh man, just some of the memories from just hearing the gong, even like with uh, the American Badass and all the different themes that he had during that time. Rolling, Limp Biscuit, uh, American Badass. Like he literally redesigned himself with the times, but always kept. Just like he even said on uh, the final one, he's like, "Look, like I-, I changed the variation, but like the dead man was always there." And uh, they showed the line with that he pulled on the rock. He's like, "Bro, I might not, I-, I might not dress in black, or I forget exactly what it was. I might, I, I might not, uh, I may not dress like Satan, but oh, I can, uh, but I can dance with the devil. Uh, but I, 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 I'm misquoting it. Yeah, but it's like." I yeah, still like, dance. With, I'd still dance. I'm still down with the devil, is what he yeah. said. Yeah, uh, man, I just 
terribly misquoted taker, and I apologize, but congratulations to a, a fantastic career, and it's unfortunate to see him go, but it, it's good that he finally got that clarity to know, hey, it's now that time to call it a career, but just like The Undertaker, we know exactly when to call it a night. It, it has been a stressful few weeks. We personally, with the holiday coming up, we're also... And with everything going on as well, we ourselves are also going to take a little break. This is going to be our last episode for at least a few weeks, to be honest. We feel like we need a mental health holiday as well. We will be back with content. We're just not going to be coming back with many interviews right now. But just like The Undertaker, never say never. We'll see you soon.